morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode on this cold but beautifully sunny day. Amazing. It's uh, starting to become a little bit more, what's the word? Um, a little bit more beautiful, but still cold. Can't have everything all the time. I mean, it was, it was warm the other day. I managed to, uh, to take a, a walk around the, the field at the back of, my, uh, back of my house, and that was very nice. Um, but I wouldn't say it was um, like mega hot. I would say like high 13, 14, something like that. So it was still a little bit nippy, like, but you could walk around it in just a t-shirt kind of thing. So yeah, <coughs> welcome to another episode of Riding Shotgun with me, Parker. Thank you for joining me. Uh, this is, of course, the podcast where you are riding shotgun with me to work every single day. And uh, you can get the ride on the way home as well. And, um, you know, the idea behind it comes from the fact that uh, you know, I sit in a car on my own just listening to music or whatever and it's only the voice that's in there talking back to me. So why not do a podcast where I get to talk to you, you get to talk to me and uh, we're no longer alone on our drive to work in the morning, which is great. And that's always a bonus. So don't forget to subscribe like the video and hit that notification bell, which would be great. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. So I'm going to try and do my best with this podcast. Obviously, uh, it will be coming all out of the top of my head. There's no script. There's no plan of action. It's literally get in the car and whatever comes off the top of the dome will be what, what comes out on the podcast. So whether you are uh, on YouTube or Spotify or uh, Apple Music or whatever you're listening on or watching on, uh, please, if you could give me a five-star review, that'd be great. If you don't think it's worth a five-star review, fair enough, not a problem. Hit it with an honest review and um, I'll happily take the criticism. Simple as that. So that is that. So today... Um, we're back to it. Uh, had a day off yesterday. Um, and in all honesty, I needed that time off. Needed that in a big way. Um, just tired. So, now, um, sorry for the rattling there. Um, now, uh, we're back to work today and we see exactly what is going to happen, what that sort of reception is for my return, and we'll see where we go. Now, it could be a bad day, it could be a good day, we just don't know. Now, for most people, the anxiety would be through the roof, but I'm not going to submit to that today. I am going to be confident, powerful, strong, definitive, and state my place. Done. But it would be nice just to have another day off. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Just stick me on a beach and 20% of 
somebody else's millions and uh, I'd quite happily live my days out just laying on a beach, chilling. I could go on holiday actually. I was talking to someone yesterday and they just recently come back from Poland. Now I'd quite like to do Poland and do Auschwitz and all that kind of thing but for me that's not really, I mean it is a breakaway but it's not a holiday. That's a, um, it's just an excuse to see some historical places that you've never been before. Like I'm still itching after years to go to Zelamzi in uh, Austria. <coughs> Zelamzi in Austria is the most beautiful place I've ever seen on pictures. It just knocked me bandy, knocked me sideways to actually see that. So um, yeah. Ultimately, I would uh, I would love to go there first before I go to Poland. Um, but again, that's that's breaks away. That's not uh, that's not holidays. Um, but in all honesty, if I was going to go on a holiday, I'm more of a beach kind of person, you know, like let's get in get in the heat kind of thing, and we'll see where we go. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, uh, the last time I was on a beach holiday was roughly about this time last year, maybe a little bit longer, uh, when I went to Hogada uh, in, uh, in Egypt. Now, Hogada in Egypt is a uh, very, very dry country, part of the country. I mean, obviously, Egypt is very dry anyway, but in all honesty... There is, there is a literal dust bowl sitting right outside your, outside your, your, your hotel. So, like, it's a bit crazy where you're just kind of going, well, hang on, I'm stepping out of my hotel, which is nice and green and lush with seaside and all this kind of thing, and then as soon as you step out of the hotel, it's, well, it's just thousands of miles of just dust and sand. And it's not like golden sand either, it's just like a dirty, dirty dust kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not that, but, like this uh, dust storm hit just as I was leaving, um, leaving Hagada, and uh, in all honesty, I'd never seen anything like it. Um, the colours that were coming off the sun when it hit was uh, was just beautiful, really beautiful. But also, it didn't feel like it was sand or dust. It was just it was almost like a mist like a dirty mist, very strange, never seen anything like that, but obviously I went to Egypt and I thought, ah, oh, maybe I could see some, you know, like pyramids or sphinxes or something like that, but obviously Hagada is, well, hundreds of miles away from Cairo where they are, and, um, you know, I inquired about doing a, uh, an excursion from Hagada to, uh, to the pyramids and stuff like that. And they basically said to get there, 
is a good 12 hours on a coach. 12 hours on a coach. Um, and uh, that instantly put me off. So if you're going to go to Egypt to see some pyramids, go to Cairo. It's easier. If you're going to go to Hagada, just go there to relax. I mean, it's a nice upcoming area. Everyone's kind of pleasant, but obviously you get accosted by people in shops and things going, let me sell you this, let me sell you that, let me sell you the other. Um, yeah, but everyone's nice and friendly there. Um, but there's not a whole lot going on, if I'm honest. There's not a whole lot going on. Hotel was lovely. Um, Five-star hotel. Um, all-inclusive as well, which was nice. So I didn't have to worry about you know, finding dinner or lunch or breakfast or anything like that. Um, it was just simply turn up to the restaurant of your choice and, uh, and eat, which was great. I prefer that, if I'm honest, just doing like an all-inclusive. But you've got to make sure that you get your, get your money's worth. <clears throat> so if you just like eat once a day and you don't drink any alcohol, then uh, probably best you just go like, I don't know, B&B or something like that. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I ate very well there. Three meals a day, a couple of drinks in the evening. It was lovely. I really enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. So that was 10 days that I had there away last year. So going back to where I will go this year, um, I don't know, I think maybe I'll wait till like October time, because obviously you've got the summer holidays coming up soon and the kids will be off and prices go through the roof. And um, yeah, yeah. I wonder if the prices go through the roof for other countries in the world. So if you're booking a holiday from say, like America, if you're booking something in the States, will a holiday to say Florida cost the same? And all you gotta do is just pay for the flights. Or is it just rip off Britain again? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if I could read like German or something, then maybe I could book a holiday in German and see if uh, the prices are different. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go to Spain for X amount. And then if you book it on a British site, it's Y amount, which is a hell of a lot more. I don't know. But I think we're gonna be lucky with the journey today, guys, because we're already on the motorway and we're 13 minutes in. And, well, 34 minutes remaining. So we might be real good with the, uh, with the traffic today. Let's hope so anyway. That would be lovely if I could. I would prefer it if there's no traffic. It's certainly a lot less on the uh, on the uh, on the petrol, for sure. Uh, I mean, when I was uh, travelling into work the other week, 
and it was just sailing through, sailing through, sailing through, sailing through. I would say I saved roughly 25% of my fuel by not sitting in traffic for an extra 15 minutes a day. Madness, absolute madness. So always good to do that, especially in the, the crunch times when everybody's struggling for a bit of monies. Um, and if you are struggling for a bit of monies, then I'm very, very sorry for you guys. Um, and everyone is in the same boat, I guess, you know? Everyone's struggling a bit. Cutting me up. <coughs> so yeah, anyway, what was he talking about before that lady cut me up? Um, So yeah, everyone's struggling for money. It's like, I know there's, you know, government help and all this kind of thing and they're stopping some of the payments and all this kind of thing, and like for, especially for energy as well, uh, which is kind of a pain. Isn't it a bit strange though, a bit strange that with um, the government energy subsidy ending in March, April time, and then all of a sudden, March, April time, Ukraine has suddenly been able to start exporting electricity again. Funny that, isn't it? How weird. Bit of a coincidence, maybe. <clears throat> the conspiracy theorists will go through the roof, I am sure. know with uh, going through the roof and bits nobody can afford energy and all of a sudden the Ukraine suddenly goes actually you know now we've repaired our bits you know we can start exporting energy again amazing which means energy prices will start going down again but will they will they who knows who knows but all of a sudden you know like government says oh no we're not gonna supply you with any kind of funding for your energy past April April comes oh by the way we can export electric again I wonder how long they've been exporting electric for conspiracy theorists go nuts as you will now I'm not condoning the war at all I'm not saying it's a uh, it's a fake or a fraud but I do certainly think there's other elements in play here. Um, and obviously what Russia has done to invade Ukraine is terrible. Shouldn't be doing that. But wasn't it that his issue was the fact that NATO promised him that he, they wouldn't come any closer to his borders and all of a sudden NATO's rocking up in the Ukraine going, well, we're, we're, we're going to pitch up right on your border now. And there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, if that was me and that was a broker promise, I'd throw my toys out of pram as well. And I'm not saying that throwing my toys out of pram is equal to a war. But 
maybe that's the only way he knows. You know, showing strength by invading. You know, he's got no no rim. He's not going to cut his nose off, is he? I mean, we're still buying oil off of him. We've still got trade deals off of him. Still buying sources from him, resources from him. So, you know, although we're sitting there going, you know, all right, we'll sting all your mates and all your mates can't do trade in the UK. We're still sticking money in his back pocket to go, right, let's have your oil then. Yeah, but we've had a little bit of a glimpse of what life would be like when the oil reserves start running out, you know, or start becoming a little bit more difficult. Prices will rise significantly, which is why I suppose it's more important to have the, uh, the natural resources like the wind and the water, hydrogen. You know, solar power, that kind of thing. I wonder what it would take to put the entire country under a blanket of energy that just comes from natural resources. So, I mean, we've got plenty of wind around, plenty of wind. So, you know, we could surround the country I mean, a lot of it's surrounded anyway, but we could surround the country in uh, wind farms. <clears throat> we could get all of our rivers and things with a bit of water energy. I mean, Thames would be a good one there, I guess. Get some energy off the Thames. And uh, what else is there? I mean, solar power. I mean, to be honest with you, solar power is probably not going to do a hell of a lot because we don't have that much sun. But, you know, if we took all of our major tall buildings and put solar powers on the top of them, and then we had lots and lots of solar farms, Or maybe, maybe each house could go energy exclusive. So instead of tapping into a grid, each house would have its own energy source. So like it would take solar power, it would take wind power. You know, and if a uh, if a village or something like that is by a river, then it could get all its power from one river, and like a hub thing. I wonder what it would take to do that, how many billions it would take. I'll tell you what, the power companies would never let that happen. Never in a million years. Not in a million years. It would be nice to have you know, an unlimited amount of power and not have to pay for it. You could literally have 
the heating on all the time because it'd be electric heating. You could have you could have your boiler on all the time. You could have your TV on, the lights on, no matter what, because <coughs> it's all coming from sun, water, and wind, and you just store it up in batteries. I mean, there must be a better way to store it than in batteries. Must be a better way, because it's so inefficient. Because they lose power after a while, and you have to replace them, and blah, blah, blah. Must be a way. Got to be a way. got to be a way to, to store it better. I think there's some things, I mean, I'm no scientist or anything like that, but I think there's some things that we could maybe do better. Car tyres, you know, a car tyre that never ever goes bald, but offers the same amount of grip and flexibility without using rubber. I think there's, there's got to be, has to be, an unlimited tyre. The amount of rubber we must go through as a, as a globe must be crazy. And I know they're starting shredding them up and using them in other things and whatever, but we're still making tires. So we've got to do that better, I think. Energy is another thing we've got to try and do better. You know, these battery things. I mean, I know like Teslas are very, uh, very popular. Um, but again, you're lugging around like a ton worth of batteries. Like there's gotta be a way, a better way. I mean, you've heard of like the hydrogen engine, haven't you? You know, where you're converting water into hydrogen and that powers the car. Now, I've seen so many things online, whether they're fake or not, I don't know, you can never tell because it could be editing, could just be liars, you don't know. But the science is there. You can get, you know, electrodes that sit close together and you run a, a power through it. And, um, you know, you put distilled water in there and that distilled water then creates hydrogen. Hydrogen then fuels the engine. And the only thing that comes out of the exhaust is water. It mixes with the uh, with the combustion, and uh, yeah, just water is a the byproduct of it. So you can then recycle it, put it back into the bubbler, and go again. But whether that would actually power a car or not, I don't know. Because then all you'd have to do is just get distilled water which will then become a commodity and it'll be like, that'll be like petrol then. Buying a quid a litre for petrol, but then distilled water is only boiled water, isn't it, I think? I'm sure it's only, only boiled water or something like that. I can't really remember how you get distilled water now. 
Not sure. Anyway. So the time has gone up a little bit here. So we're 27 minutes in and we've got 22 minutes remaining. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's gone up a little bit there. Maybe we could shave some, some time. Now I wanted to get there for just before nine, but um, so we're getting there 25 to nine. So we're getting there dead early. Yes. My time, my time. We'll see. We'll see what we'll do. But still, it's saying we've got another 22 minutes, so what's that? 40, yeah, so it's getting us there about 50 minutes in total. Which isn't too sad, I guess, you know? I still haven't had anybody tell me what the optimum fuel efficiency is on speed for a 1.4 car. As, uh, you know, as you're bumbling down the motorway, I do 60, but is that, could I go a bit faster, do you think? Is it 61, 62? Maybe someone could do the math for me. It would be nice if someone could do the math for me. I'll tell you one thing though, I really need to get my hair cut. It's getting so, so long, so long. I just never seem to have any time to, uh, to get my hair cut. And when I do have time to get my hair cut, bloody barber's all booked up. So I think I might need to uh, find myself another barber if I'm honest. Um, one that's close by because obviously the one I go to is in Maidstone and that's such a trip out of the way unless I'm actually going into Maidstone I don't actually go into Maidstone at all like I have no purpose to go into Maidstone other than to get my hair cut and it's a bit of a wasted journey, if I'm honest. It's so out of the way, because it's not on the way home from work. It's not on the way to work. And, um, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not anywhere near where I wanna go, usually. Like, even if I'm going to the shops at the weekend to do some food shopping, it's not even remotely on the way, or on the way back, nowhere near. Um, so yeah, obviously I used to work in Maidstone. So it was easy for me to just pop out and grab my haircut. But now, because I don't work in Maidstone, <coughs> yeah, I'm, I'm nowhere near. Absolutely nowhere near. So I need to find another barber, but a good quality barber, one that I'm gonna trust. Because I do have issues with barbers. Uh, you can get a really good cut, or a really shit cut. And I went to uh, a hairdresser uh, just round the corner from me. Oh my God, she barely tickled me. Just terrible, really, really bad, really bad. Like she was just dabbing at it and yeah, there was long bits left and yeah, just a really, really bad hairdresser, bad hairdresser. So uh, yeah, won't be going back there at all. No chance. 
So if anybody knows of a really good barber close to, well, on the route from, say, Maidstone, well, not Maidstone, but on the, on the route from where Maidstone turnoff is all the way through to Bromley, anywhere along there that I can come off is only like two minutes from the main road or two minutes from the motorway, uh, let me know because I will certainly give them a try. Uh, I need to find a new, I need to find a new, a new barber basically so I can get my hair cut more than once every 10 weeks. Yeah. I don't know how long it's been since I've had my hair cut actually. All I know is I feel dead long with my hair. Dead long. And it's way too long. I need to, um, I need to get it chopped ASAP. Like ASAP. I just feel cleaner and smarter with a sharp haircut. Oh, I hate that. Why is it sitting in the middle of the road? Stop it. Why is he sitting in the middle of the road? People going around him. Like, either speed up, slow down, what? do something. Just don't sit in the middle doing nothing at 40 miles an hour on a bloody motorway. Crazy people. So, I had this idea. I had this idea. You might think I'm crazy. You might not. You might think, go do it. But I need some help. <clears throat> I wanted to start my own business, right? Because I'm at the stage of my life now where I am bored of making other people wealthy. Right? I'm bored of it. I'm bored of working for someone else, basically. You know, doing the job, making them money, and I just get my standard wage every month. So I want to make money for myself without paying someone else. But I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to start a business that I obviously know nothing about, so there's potential to fail there. I don't want to start a business that I don't really care about the industry because there's potential to fail there. And I don't want to start a business that I don't like doing because it will fold. So I need help in a business that I would like to do. Now, obviously I've got ideas in music, production, promotion, that kind of thing, marketing, blah, 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 blah. I'm not bad with a computer. I can design things, what have you, but there's such a saturated market that you know you, you're never really going to make any money doing that sort of thing unless you're insanely good 
and you have a reputation for doing insanely good stuff. Now, in all honesty, in terms of my music production, I don't think I'm that good, in all honesty, to be able to um, to be able to make money off of it. In terms of like design and things like that, again, I don't think I'm that good to be able to make money from it. I felt about making things, but then if I'm making things, I'm now spending time making those things, which, again, you know, is not using your time wisely because I'm consistently making things and I'm not getting out, getting them out at a proper level to be able to make good money. Um, now, I don't mind making something as long as it's quick and easy to make. But again, you know, selling some of that stuff, you're never going to go online and say, I don't know, I make a, a wine rack. Um, you're never going to make any money on a wine rack because you're not going to sell one wine rack that you've made for 100 quid every day of the week. And that's just to make a basic, a basic living. It's just not going to happen. You know, you can put them on Amazon, you can put them on, on whatever, but, you know, I can't make one of them every day. It's just an impossibility, you know, simply for the fact of the tools and the time and everything else that goes with it. You know, so that's just impossible. I can't do that. Um, so I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You know, if I go about, you know, maybe doing like a uh, like a vending machine thing. I mean, I could do it better than NutriBend without question. I mean, their profit margins are obviously massive because they're buying stock that's just about to go out of date and whacking it in their machines. But, um, you know, Again, you've got to find somewhere to put these machines. And then you've got to pay someone a percentage of what you get from the machines. Then you've got to stock it and all that kind of thing. And again, you're now spending your time refilling it. You can't just lump a, a vending machine anywhere and go, that'll do. Um, so, yeah. That's a difficult one. I mean, obviously there was a, an option with a friend there to maybe do a um, do something with um, like gambling machines or or with a pool table and stuff like that, and earn from that. But again, um, that's something that is. You know, not available. Because obviously, you're spending out, and 
and the opportunity didn't come from what was first presented. So now again, if you go and buy that, and all of a sudden you gotta gotta rip it out, where'd you put it? Can't put it in your house. It's just silly. Plus you gotta have a, you know some sort of van or truck to get it there and what have you and blah blah blah. <coughs> so now it becomes another overhead. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, if you could do something like, I don't know, like one of those Riley's pool hall things or whatever, which would be really nice. I went to a really nice one in Leicester. Um, and uh, that pool hall was lovely. But in all honesty, you could probably see that there was going to be some real issues there with people whacking people with pool cues and having fights and bits. So that's not something that I would want to do. Plus you want, you've got staff as well that have got to go in there. You don't want to sit there and, you know, be looking at an empty pool hall all afternoon. Um, I don't know. It's just, I, I want to start my own business, but I don't have a trade. That's the issue. So... You know, I had this idea of maybe dropping work for a part-time role to do something like that. Um, I mean, I even, <laughs> silly, uh, I even went on uh, ChatGPT to see what, uh, what the AI would say about a profitable business. Um, and it didn't come back with a lot if I'm honest. It didn't come back with a lot. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah. I'm a bit limbo-ish really. It's like I don't, I want to work, but I don't want to work for someone. You know, I'm tired of someone being my boss. I want to be my boss and make my rules and my decisions and make my money. But it's just finding that moment, isn't it? You know, you, I guess you, if you don't try, you never know. You know, you could have a hundred failed businesses, but you might have one business that goes through the roof and that's the one, you know? Maybe I'm a bit late to the game with this. Maybe I should have been doing this 10, 15 years ago. But then again, did I have the bread 10, 15, minutes, 10, 15 years ago to do it? Probably not. No, I don't know. I mean, I nearly opened a bar in Spain um, and I'm glad I didn't because that would have been serious mismanagement I think that would have been shit I think I would have been gone within months that one I don't think many people would have been there but then again you know it might have kicked off and done well just simply for the way that I done things but you know being on the third floor of a commercial unit you're not going to be seen are you you're not going to be seen at all. 
mean, I did have a visualisation of it when I was studying the unit of what it would be like. And uh, yeah, that's a memory long, long, long ago. And I think I made the smart decision of saying no. Definitely made the smart decision. Because even after the kit out and the fit out, uh, you know, I think you're, you're spending the best part of 30,000 euros just to kit it out, which isn't a lot, which isn't a lot. Um, and this was when the exchange rate was good. And then you've, you know, you've got wages and things like that that you've got to pay out, and insurances and licenses and da 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 da. Wouldn't have a clue how to do that. Still wouldn't have a clue how to do that. Definitely in Spain anyway. I mean, obviously, I'd have a, I'd have a knowledge of it right now. What would be good, actually? So if I'm talking to you right now and you know I'm talking about the hustle and all this kind of thing and you know finding that that moment and then as we progress through the episodes things come to light and move forward and blah 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 and you end up getting to a point where you know the podcast has taken on a shape which is great but also you've got the fruits of what that, you know, that hustle was to begin with. You know, who knows what happens in the future? Nobody knows what happens in the future. I just don't want to end up staying where I am, just hitting the top of where I've got to, and that's it. You know, I want to be able to move forward. You know, I've got lots of skills and things like that that I've learned across time and knowledge and what have you. And I want to put them to good use to make me money rather than rather than someone else money. You know, because they, they interviewed me for a position, but really I want to interview myself for my life. You know, we'll see where we go. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Let's blow through those. Lovely. Oh. So guys, that is us for today. What a quick journey that was, 46 minutes. Uh, of time here, I think that, no, actually, I think it's 43 minutes because I've sat there for a couple of minutes in the car just looking at my phone uh, before we came on. But thank you very much for watching today, listening, subscribing, and hitting that notifi notification bell and like the video. Appreciate you very, very much. Um, I will see you um, very, very soon, and uh, we can uh, we can have another little chit chat and see exactly where we go what we do, and uh, you can join me once again for Riding Shotgun. Have a good day, we'll see you soon.